Protect your dream home with American Family Insurance. And you can weather any storm. You'll also save up to 25% by bundling home, auto, and life. American Family Insurance. Get a quote. Find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Discounts may not apply to all coverages on an auto or home policy. Discounts do not apply to life insurance policies. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating companies, American Family Life Insurance Company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Hello, and welcome to the Wednesday podcast here on Post Show Recaps. My name is Marissa Garza, and I'm happy to be back in your pod feeds talking to you about the kooky, spooky, mysterious show uh, Wednesday on Netflix. And of course, every host needs a co-host, or should we say ghost host? Uh, and who do I see in my crystal ball? Could it be? Is it she? Yes, it's Latanya Starks, everyone. Latanya, how are you? Ghost hosting it up with the best of them. That's me. Um, I'm doing great. Uh, the club's going up on a Wednesday. On a Wednesday. On a Wednesday this time, because we are discussing the show of the day, really. <laughs> Quite literally. Quite yeah. literally. Wednesday. I And I freaking love Jenny Ortega. I've been a fan of her since you. Oh, yeah. Which I think was like her first role. She also was young Jane and Jane, uh, Jane the Virgin. She was. I never saw that show. Oh, that's for uh, lead cast reasons. Yes, understood. Yes, yeah. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> that unfolded whilst watching the show. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So we are here talking about Wednesday here on Netflix. Just before we're going to talk a lot about Adam's family, but before we get into it, I do just want to break out some housekeeping so that everyone kind of knows what's up. Here, this pod will be coming out aptly on Wednesdays or Fridays or around that time given the holidays of it all Mm -hmm. and you can find all of our episodes in the binge show feed which is at uh, www.postshowrecaps.com slash binge and while this is a binge watch most of you have probably binged it already by the time you're listening to this uh, we are not we are taking Mm -hmm. a different approach we are podcasting episode by episode due to the mysterious nature of the show yes I think it's really cool. This is something that uh, PSR has taken to doing lately. Um, and I am a fan of it. Um, I like the idea of getting to kind of live with the mystery of the show and uh, not just consume it all in one big batch. There are things that I, I mean, I'm going to want to, I bet by episode two, uh, just watch it all the way through. But I, they're doing this with 1899 as well. Um, I'm just happy to uh, let it like flow and see yeah. what goes on. It, very promising start too. Yes, agreed. It set up some mystery for sure. Yeah, Latanya, what is your history with the Adams family? When when did you <sighs> become aware of them? So I was recently, and I'll plug this later. I was recently on the shit 90s pod, mm-hmm. um, and we talked about the movie The Addams Family aptly. Um, that dropped today for anyone interested. Um, and uh, we talked a lot about our kind of Adams Family origin stories. Mine started when I was quite young watching the black and white version. Ah, like the it. TV show. Yeah, uh, the TV show on like Nick at Night. Yes. 
which was just appointment television. Um, and they would also play some of those episodes during the day. And I always like, I, I think that Morticia Adams is a fashion icon, mm-hmm. um, have always loved Wednesday and every iteration, but especially going to the Adams family movie, uh, which happened in the nineties and starred Christina Ricci as Wednesday, just an iconic performance. Everybody in that movie is giving 111% and it's yeah. so fun to watch. Um, so I hadn't rewatched that movie since for like in like maybe 20 years or more. Um, so seeing it again for the first time with like adult eyes was really cool. And all of the, the humor, the, mm-hmm. even the CGI holds up in that mm-hmm. movie. Um, I loved Wednesday, like became obsessed with Wednesday um i would dress as her for halloween sometimes so like my halloween rotation went uh the wicked witch of the uh the east or west Mm -hmm. wicked witch of the west um glinda the good witch dorothy and wednesday (laughs) that's what kind of child i was um i just really liked the pigtail wig it was great (laughs) um and then you know just kind of like Christina Ricci and I are around the same age. Uh, we're around the same age as Christina Ricci. So just kind of like watching her grow up and watching her performance. And also the legendary Raul Julia yeah. who passed away sadly from cancer. Uh, not long after the second movie um, came out, if I'm not yeah. mistaken, it could have been even before it was released. It was close to it, I think. Yeah. Um, but yeah, just like, you know, and you can't go wrong with casting uh, with the casting of Morticia, in my opinion. With Angelica Houston with Angelica in the movies, Houston, yeah. yeah, it's just like there and and the sexual chemistry, like which is something you notice as you're older and watch the movie between Morticia and Gomez is like couples goals. Yeah. Do I have some thoughts about the casting yes. of the parents in this show? I do, and we can talk <laughs> about it. But yeah, I've loved the Adams family since I was a wee bairn. What about you? Yeah, so I definitely grew up watching the films in the nineties. Um, my favorite is the second the one second one with is the, the camp one. and mm-hmm. Thanksgiving and all yep. of that. Um, but I knew Wednesday had a place in my heart with the line: uh, "She walks up to a bunch of Girl Scouts and asks if the Girl Scout cookies are made with real Girl Scouts." <laughs> and as a third generation Girl Scout, I was like, "Oh my gosh, that's hilarious!" That was like my was favorite so line. Fun ever um so I like that's how I got into the Adams family but I too you know um had Nick at night was was definitely something that was on in my childhood as well I would always get confused between the Adams family and the Munsters Munsters because you know similar Similar vibes vibes. but (laughs) (laughs) but I was this podcast is going to be so difficult for us Um, I was surprised when I was looking up uh, like the history because I knew about the TV show, but I didn't know that the Adams Family was actually a cartoon in the New Yorker starting all the way back in 1938. Wild. Running all the way through 1964 when it got picked up as a TV show. So this family has been part of like American culture for a very, very long time. It really has been. And it's very interesting how they've fixed the casting essentially. Like, are there casting issues that I have so far a little bit? But I just mean in terms of making someone named Gomez Latinx. 
Sure. Um, yeah. You know, and Jenny Ortega being the star. Uh, jury's still out. Is Catherine Zeta Jones Latinx or just Welsh? Just I really think she's Welsh. Really Welsh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I know she had her stint in Zorro, but right. I don't think I don't that think really she actually. I, I think the dark hair and the Zeta are doing a lot for her in Hollywood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I I had no idea that it was a New Yorker cartoon. I was actually thinking about that while watching this first episode of what the origin story of the Adams family was just because this take is such a different and unique animal as compared to the movies yeah. that we got in the nineties of the family or even anything that came before it, because it's, we're living in a supernatural world here. People, there are werewolves and vampires powers. and yeah. sirens and yeah. And she has the ability to see the future. Uh, that's wild. That, I don't think that was in any of the old stuff, was it? No, no. They were just creepy and kooky and mysterious. Mm. Um, and spooky. And spooky. Yeah. So um, this is Tim Burton's first take on the franchise, which, you know, going back on it, I was like, really? Wow. He avoided this for that long. This is like his origin story, I think. I know. I, family. Is he a cousin, a long, a long lost relative of the Gomez's? I know. I always find it so odd though like when i found out that this was going to be a series i was like yes i'm in because even like there's a a a woman i can't remember her name but she played wednesday in like a a little short tv series on netflix on youtube i mean sorry on youtube Mm. um and it was really funny like a really funny take it was just basically like what would happen if wednesday adams grew up and had to like live life in the world survive like surrounded by normies as they're oh, called yeah yeah um really funny stuff um but yeah i i didn't like none of the supernatural stuff was there um and i'm really enjoying this but the tim burton thing i was gonna say is that tim burton has been a little weirdly outspoken in the past about casting people of color yes um like he said he was talking about, you know, he obviously watched a lot of black and white television in the same way that we did. Like it, it definitely influences you as you're growing up. And there was some television show he was talking about where there was like, I think like a black character was introduced for maybe a single episode. And he went on a rant about how he like, it was just so distracting to have a person of color just suddenly there that he didn't think it added anything. And I was like, um, all right, what's yeah. the cognitive dissonance here? I mean, like, I <laughs> I don't know the man. Uh, right. But I know he has an aesthetic. So yes. I know he's like, but that does not mean, as we've seen in other properties and other franchises throughout this year in 2022, that there isn't a place for people of color within those aesthetics. And so w- this is something that I am looking at the show with this lens and knowing this information, because I think especially in this first episode, there are a couple of places where I think he had some opportunity to kind yeah. of challenge himself and challenge his own aesthetic here, because um, this is a show about outcasts and marginalized communities. And right. I, like... There's a bunch of people here yes. <laughs> that could and be included in this conversation. I know. And I, fi- I found the quote. Um, this is from an article uh, by the Washington Post um, from 2016 called Tim Burton Explains Why His Movies Are Full of White People. <laughs> and the <laughs> quote direct. is, 
I remember back when I was a child watching the Brady Bunch and they started to get all politically correct. Like, okay, let's have an Asian child and a black. I used to get more offended by just uh, more offended than by that than just I grew up watching black exploitation movies, right? And I said, that's great. I didn't go like, okay, there should be more white people in these movies. So the idea that this cast is as diverse as it is. I will say, yes, that is nice to see some of those things. But uh, there is also a coloration conversation within the Latin and Latinx community that yes. needs to also be talked about and has been talked about in regards to uh, Wakanda Forever, which I did mm. to see. So no spoilers. Um, but, you know, that is something that is. Uh, throughout all of Latin America, something a conversation oh, yeah. that is that is still so. While yeah, it, we are being represented by white Latine people in this instance, exactly. Um, so. with yeah, very like could pass for white, if, yes, if not just white. In the case of Catherine Zeta Jones, yes. Um, and yeah, colorism is an issue that affects many communities. Um. I, I did see that Tanakh Huerta interview mm-hmm. uh, where he was speaking so eloquently and also hotly mm-hmm. about uh, the colorism that the challenge he faced growing up in his own home. And that's yeah. so true. Like, that's very true to life. That's something that I can identify with for sure, because, you know, racism does indeed start in the home. I did not mean to get us down this path. It's okay. I think it's important for people to kind of know what's in our brains as we're yeah. like watching the show. So I just, you know, everyone listening out there, I am kind of, this is in the back of my head. I'm totally enjoying like the Adams family of it all. Right. But there, like I mentioned, there are a couple of instances, which I'll point out in our recap where I just think, you know, maybe, maybe we could have, and I think it's an important conversation for this genre yes. of, of, um, content so yeah I, I think it's fine that we took a little i'm glad a little that you're off ramp here i'm glad that you're with me on this i know that like <laughs> i know that the like a lot of people <laughs> are like oh latanya is going to be on this podcast so it's going to be all about race but that's well, life is so it's yeah okay. <laughs> that's that's very true <laughs> um but yeah um it's just something that i think is important to do- to talk about in the in terms of the landscape Mm-hmm. that we're presented because it's very much one of those things where we are taught to identify like white as the universal. Um, we've been, uh, you know, like me, meaning me and you have been identifying with white people in movies for centuries. Yeah. Uh, yet like for some reason, it almost seems like it's impossible for like, you know, uh, people of color who have darker complexions to embody that lived experience that people can identify with and that says more about the watcher than it does the viewer and the creator a lot of the times than it does about even the show yes yes uh this for uh the mediapedia listeners out there this may be an upcoming topic (laughs) so if you are interested in flushing out that conversation that's probably where we will do that part um and if you uh, haven't turned off already (laughs) we're gonna talk about the show now it's okay but outside of that tim burton um like um besides his comments i have like had a love-hate relationship with his content like sometimes i think it's great sometimes i think it's not so great but yeah. edward scissorhands will always have 
like a place in my childhood because that was like another movie that came out around the same time as the Adams family yes and it was like the first time I was exposed between the Adams family and um Edward Scissorhands it it, even though it was a homogeneous selection of people it did get me to think that people can have similar values if they look different as a kid and so I thought that was kind of cool yeah it was um and like there are there are a lot of Tim Burton movies that I've really enjoyed as well. Um, just because no one really sees the world the way Tim Burton right. does. And so it's just really interesting. Plus, when he was married to Helena Bonham Carter, they had all of these great yeah. collaborations together. Um, and Including, always like similar hairstyle. Yes. <laughs> so always include anything with Helena Bonham Carter. Uh, and I, and I'm there, but yeah, I, I think that this is going to be really interesting because he's the executive producer on this show, right? He's not directing I believe and writing. So, yeah. So maybe he got some other voices in there for this one. Uh, he's got a couple. I think he directed four episodes throughout the season. So he's, oh, okay. he's got his, his hands in it a little bit. Got it. All right. Well, that is our setup for the first episode of Wednesday on Netflix. So let's jump right into it. This mm. episode is titled Wednesday's Child is Full of Woe. So kicking it off strong. Just <laughs> delightful. <laughs> and I don't know about your general, just general thoughts on the pilot. I thought this set us up pretty well. We get a good understanding of like who Wednesday is, what our motivations are. Mm-hmm. And we also have this like external monster in the woods thing to be dealing with yeah giant got like gigantor golem uh, <laughs> as i like to call it uh <laughs> i don't know what that was um we don't know we'll find out yeah we'll find out i love that there's a uh, there are several mysteries uh yeah. that are going to be explored this season i'm interested in learning why people think that uh gomez is a murderer agreed um i <laughs> murder his old self just kidding (laughs) yeah seriously um i am interested in whenever uncle fester shows up because fred armiston is playing uncle fester and he's just hilarious um and i'm just i really like the idea of an intrepid young woman out there solving mysteries you know because she has a very mysterious mind of her own and we know she's an author She's yep. written three books already. Three and I'm, books. I'm struggling to write the first one. <laughs> so... I'm not even writing. I'm just talking. <laughs> this is my book, my collection yeah, of podcasts. This is my book. <laughs> Everyone come listen to my book on tape. Uh, here's a literal tape. Uh, but yeah, I I think that the pilot really did set us up very well. It gave us the landscape of all of the characters that we're mm-hmm. going to be uh, hanging out with. Um, I'm on mole patrol for sure because oh, yeah. someone or or like uh, maybe even more than one person definitely sus um, in this episode. I'm looking at you, Gwendolyn Christie. Um, Her? And, she would never. Yeah, right. <laughs> uh, also looking at Christina Ricci's character just feeding those Venus fly traps. Uh, huge Venus fly traps, by the they way. They were pretty big. Uh, hopefully they weren't real because I don't like the idea of a carnivorous flower being that large. 
<laughs> She's got some miracle grow happening she there. Can, definitely. She can come and teach me how to grow a plant. <laughs> I killed an unkillable plant, people. For those of you all who uh, have been around the Discord for a very long time, you'll know of Dorothy, um, my plant named after, of course, Dorothy Gale. Dorothy's dead. <laughs> Poor Dorothy is gone. Aww. So uh, I, I tried really hard and it worked for a while and then I just forgot to water her. <laughs> it happens. <laughs> so it hopefully happens. it seems like Christina Ricci is taking way better care of her myriad <laughs> plants than I was able to take care of my single, you shouldn't be able to kill this killed plant. <laughs> <laughs> I've, I've accidentally murdered a couple of myself. Yeah. Of yeah. plants. Of um, plants. <laughs> <laughs> and it all comes out. You think that she's so sweet and innocent. And then all of a sudden, she admits to murder on a podcast. Yeah. Well, <laughs> let's talk about how we get introduced into Wednesday. So this the, the whole series opens... <laughs> The opening shot here is on Nancy Reagan High School, which sets the vibe for me like a hundred percent. Like we, it's a you know, just a beautiful place setting, and then uh-huh. it's narrated by Wednesday, and she gives what I think is um, a an interesting and accurate take of the American education system. Yes, she says, I'm not sure whose idea it was to put hundreds of adolescent adults in underfunded schools and have them be run by people whose dreams were crushed years ago. But I admire the sadism. Yeah, like, I admire yeah. the sadism. <laughs> like that totally just between the opening shot and that line, I think you immediately know what we're in for. Yes, you definitely do. And just like hearing... Little Wednesday's uh, heels click across the floor as she's walking down the hall in slow motion. Everybody around her, even the teachers, are mean mugging her. Like Allison looking at uh, Renera walking to a funeral, you know? Um, the over the shoulder glare. <laughs> just like, <laughs> just disdain and disgust from even the teachers. Yes, it's wild, but very accurate of what it's like to be in any way different in a high school. Yeah, when really people need to just realize everyone is different in their own way. And we just got to like, you know, love each other's differences, especially because uh, life ends up sometimes being a perpetual high school situation. So it's always a good, (laughs) it's a good, it's a good lesson. Yeah. Um, And Wednesday is walking through the hall. She comes upon her locker, which has, you know, some writing on it and turns out that her brother Pugsley has been stuffed in the locker. Mm. And she like is upset, of course, because the only person who can be mean to Pugsley is Wednesday. Yep. And so she, when she touches Pugsley, she gets this vision. And this is where we immediately as an audience know, like this Wednesday is different than the other Wednesday. Right. That we've come across because she has this vision and she can automatically see who did this mm-hmm. to her brother. And turns out it was the water polo team. Of course it is. And so she goes and has <laughs> her revenge by dropping a bunch of paranas in the swimming <laughs> pool. I don't know why. It's from Finding Nemo. Because it's from Finding Nemo, and the little girl's like, "I want a parana." Oh, I remember that now. I I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Um, So yeah, piranhas are always a great idea, uh, especially (laughs) to loose in a pool when people are being mean. Um, I love that Wednesday describes uh, her visions as like electroshock therapy, but without like the good tingles or whatever. Yeah. 
but yeah, that that looks really like a jarring experience to have. Like her head goes back. Yeah. She's like really into it. And she's she says in this opening scene, she's like, these just started happening. So she's still getting right. used to not only seeing things, but the what it feels like when yeah. she's having these visions. Yeah. And in, in these types of tales, supernatural powers often start to show themselves when the person is coming of age and yes. and growing up. Like they with puberty comes superpowers essentially that's how it works yeah Yeah. that's how it worked for us that's how it works yeah (laughs) (laughs) after that scene we get the credits was there anything out of here that was of note for you so honestly i would like to re-watch the credit sequence like i i'm not going to skip it because i think it's just visually stunning for one yeah it's definitely for me it was like vibes it set the vibe yeah for sure but I think that um, I didn't go into the show expecting that the credit, the things in the credits might mean something. And I now, either, yeah. yeah. And now I definitely need to rewatch the credit scene before we podcast again so that I can do some sleuthing and <laughs> see whether or not there's like stuff that they're telling us about that we don't know that are other clues. For me, I, um, I thought it was very, like I said, vibes, but then it was also cool to see that Danny Elfman, who has long collaborated with Tim Burton on music, mm-hmm. um, was doing the music for, for this series as well. So Danny Elfman's great. Yeah. Yeah. So it turns out after her little stint with the Piranhas, uh, she, <laughs> <laughs> Wednesday's getting sent to a new school. So we see her in the car and this is her first introduction to Gomez and Morticia in the car. Gomez being uh, not Raul Julia. No. <laughs> <in this> situation. <laughs> um, Gomez is being played by, I just. Luis Guzman. Yeah. Thank you. Luis Guzman. And, um, Morticia is being played by Catherine Zeta-Jones. They are Gomez and Morticia it up, but I'm just going to come out and say it. It just, it hits different. It's not the same. It's not the same. Like these people clearly have no chemistry. Yeah. Um, and I, I get what Catherine Zeta-Jones is doing yes. with her performance. I don't understand Agreed. what Luis Guzman is doing. Um, I will tell you that Luis Guzman, though, is the secret to winning the movie game all the time. So, oh, yeah. Uh, if you all ever play that game where uh, I'm not going to explain it. You can Google it. But like, just know that it, that the secret is Luis Guzman because he has been in so many movies and TV he works. shows. He gets that paycheck, man. Yeah, he works. But like, not necessarily so far as Gomez for me. <laughs> yeah. Like... Gomez is supposed to be like this Lothario kind of guy that is like hyper dashing. Like I'm not trying to put this actor down at all. I don't want it to to come off as me putting down the actor. It's just that like this doesn't scream Gomez to me. Yeah. I mean, I think maybe we'll find out more as the series goes on in terms of like why Gomez is considered a possible murderer right. uh, a little bit more into um Luis Guzman's portrayal of Gomez maybe it'll make a little bit more sense but from where I'm coming from uh he, he's like Gomez is like like you said this Lothario but he's also got this like weird inventor side kind of like the dad and Mrs. Measle right. like where he's like just really into like trying new things but he also like has this profound love of family right. and so I think 
like some of that's coming through but i i need a little bit more as the series goes on i do too i feel like especially in that that scene in the car yes we have what are the (laughs) yes exactly especially like with the seat facing yeah they're driving around in a hearse essentially with with the seat one seat facing the other seat and first of all it's stop making out in front of your children you you can well yeah i I would say it is sometimes healthy for for children to see a loving relationship oh for sure but but sometimes sometimes it's bordering on just plain weird yeah uh like they they i mean they get the part right where and this was true in the movies where gomez and morticia often like forgot there were other people in the room because they only really had eyes for each other um but it's just kind of wild what um it's just a little bit wild for me and and the casting doesn't land so much and i also want to see more from Catherine Zeta Jones than just an Angelica Houston impression. She's doing a good one, but yeah, we need a little bit more. Yeah, to to differentiate her from Angelica Houston's uh, portrayal. In the car, we learn Wednesday is headed out to Nevermore, which is a boarding school for outcasts and misfits where Morticia met Gomez. So they are like super yeah. excited. Wednesday's having none of it. She's like, I have no interest in following your footsteps. I don't understand. And Morticia's like, well, the boy at the other school was going to file attempted murder charges. What did you want us to do? It's <laughs> like, I would have been really embarrassed because it would tell everyone I failed to get I the job done. I failed at murder, right. <laughs> That was really great. And then we learn later that the guy lost a testicle. Yeah. <laughs> like, like, she's like, I did the world a service. I, so- I'm not going to disagree. <laughs> you know, not that every man necessarily like procreates, but, you know, just to just to take the opportunity off the table. I mean, you can still have it have kids with one testicle. It's also. true. Yeah. I mean, so. I mean, she she only half got the job done. (laughs) And then they pull up to Nevermore. Nevermore looks like, I think, exactly how you'd expect it to look. Like a spooky boarding house house with the big, huge gates. Um, And we are introduced to Principal Weems, who's played by Gwendolyn Christie. And she Mm -hmm. is, like, super dressed in white. So, obviously, she's automatically sus. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yes. She, so I, this is also, have you seen the Sandman yet? I have seen the Sandman. Yeah. So go from going to going from playing Brienne of Tarth, who we all know and love, love, noble hero goddess, who really does show you like what a man will do to you. That woman was standing outside and at Winterfell Mm -hmm. during winter Mm -hmm. and not, not, but a dressing gown begging this man to stay with her when we last saw her essentially uh but yeah um and then she played lucifer morningstar in the sandman so i i her villainous side is definitely there and can come out and the way that she is just so smiley like she has a secret 
Yeah. Well, and we learn a little bit like she was roommates with Morticia when yeah. Morticia was there. So there's definitely something between them. Um, and, you know, Principal Weems is like asking a little bit about Wednesday, thinking that she's named Wednesday because she was born on Wednesday. And Wednesday immediately <laughs> corrects her. No, I was born on Friday the 13th. Uh, and this is where we learn that Morticia named her after a line in her favorite nursery rhyme that um, is supposed to tell the child's character or future based on the day of birth. And so I looked it up. Would you oh. like to hear the entirety of the nursery rhyme? You know I do. Monday's child is fair of face. Mm. Tuesday's child is full of grace. Wednesday's child is full of woe. Thursday's child has far to go. Wednesday's child is loving <laughs> and giving. Saturday's child works hard for a living. And the child born on the Sabbath day is Bonnie, blithe, good, and gay. I am a Tuesday child. That's I'm, a, I'm looking up. Oh, I too am a Tuesday child. We are full of grace. Look at that. That makes total sense. <laughs> I always walk around saying, hail me, full of grace. <laughs> <laughs> not not grace the podcast. Not grace, yeah, not grace. Yeah, different grace. <laughs> I'm just full up on grace. I'm done with her. <laughs> yeah, so uh, I thought this was interesting. I mean, aptly named. She, Wednesday is living up to her uh, child full of woe. Um, she loves it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> she loves her name and yeah. I'm excited about it. Um, but yeah, we were so, so close to being full of woe. <laughs> it was so close. <laughs> so close. I was born at night too. So it was pretty close. Oh, were you? Yeah. Yeah. I was born at 2 41 PM. Which I was just born a random ass time to be right before <laughs> time television. So I feel as though oh. it works out. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> We learn, like I mentioned, that uh, Wednesday is assigned to Morticia's dorm, which is known as Ophelia Hall. And again, Wednesday, like she really does not like her parents. She has some no. issues here because she turns which around is and is like, correct me if I'm wrong, but Ophelia is the one that kills herself after being driven mad by her family, right? Like right. that's what's happening. So she's got so some parent issues happening. That's the other thing that's weird because in the, sh in the movies, the family is like one big cohesive right. unit. Right. And they are ride or die for each other. I I get that they're probably expressing because they're going to, they have this whole like therapy arc that's happening, which I think right. is very interesting right? and great to put in a show um, to that young people should be going, everyone should be going to therapy um, and young people especially need a little therapizing sometimes um, when they are confronted with things that, really are like too complicated for their young understanding well, and, and they're like not processing it well major time of change too. it is so i get that they're playing this more for the kind of disgruntled teenager angle but it is completely a, a different tone than the wednesday that we see who is just as disgruntled but not mean to her family right except you know pugsley but that's okay because they're having fun <laughs> yeah. yeah soon after we are introduced to her roommate enid sinclair i'd like enid is the total opposite to wednesday <laughs> she's got like rainbow colors all over the room and like morticia's like well wednesday's a little allergic to color um i don't know about <laughs> you but i got big like Elphaba and glenda vibes yes. from wicked here like i yes. just wanted her to start singing popular you know like it yeah was, that's and what i picked up i picked up those vibes as well i think that the 
the set decoration in this show is fantastic yeah. because first of all, that room is really cool. I'd be really upset if I got any roommate. I don't care how much I end right? up liking them because having that room all to yourself looks dope. Um, and it's got its own like little terrace too, which right? is awesome. Yeah. Oh. Um, if you're going to go to boarding school, well, you mean you lucked out there. That's, I mean, most boarding schools are, have very nice grounds. Um, I, I've been to some high schools before where I'm just like, wow, this is almost as good as my university. Like, this is wild that th- this is your property. Um, but yeah, her roommate is kind of sugar and spice and everything nice and tons of color everywhere. Like, even her nails are all different colors. Yeah. And the way that the room is decorated is just such a reflection of that. And I, I just love when they revert it. Uh, a little like half of it anyway and you see the clear distinction between Wednesday and her roommate's personality it's really cool yeah I I think the set design uh, does a lot of talking in in this show a lot uh Ina takes Wednesday on a bit of a tour and explains that Nevermore was started in 1791 as a uh, school for outcasts and marginalized groups this is where I'm like Tim yeah interesting yeah interesting take here timothy um and then um damn it timothy yeah like uh giving her a little tour ed says you know this is the quad (laughs) just like it's a pentagon like it is not a quad in any way shape or form it's a pentagon Uh, i love the mean girls rundown yeah right and we get like the whole all of the groups we've got the the fangs the furs the stoners and the scales so there's definitely like that whole like lunch like mean girls lunchroom vibe happening and our the stoners are called stoners because they uh have like the the snake thing the medea is it i think so uh, Medusa. Medusa, thank you. They have the uh because we saw that one guy who came over uh to right. like talk shit about Wednesday, who was right there. <laughs> and we see like snakes coming out from under his hat. Yeah. So I think that's really funny that they call them stoners, even though they're also actually stoners as well. <laughs> it, you know, when it works, it works. It does. Yeah. So we've got vampires, which are the fangs, werewolves, which are the furs, stoners, which are the medusas, and then uh, sirens, which are the scales, mm-hmm. which, you know, it's quite clicky. And um, yeah. Enid's like encouraging Wednesday to get on social media so she can know all of the things. And we find out that Enid is like the gossip girl of Nevermore because <laughs> she's got her own vlog that like know, explains everything that's happening. Yeah. Like that, I I always think that the whole point of like writing a gossip blog is that it's anonymous because there are going to be people coming after you for sharing their gossip. Um, but it seems like she lives pretty harmoniously with the rest of this community somehow. Well, even I think, she's the one spreading all the all the tea. Well, I mean, we find out later in the episode that she's a bit of a late bloomer. So I wonder yeah. if this is like her compensating, like for wanting to fit in. Like I have I'm something sure. that you need, which is information. I'm sure it is. Yeah. Um, being a late werewolf bloomer must be a very difficult thing indeed. <laughs> indeed i mean like as a you know as a human late bloomer i can kind of camouflage and blend into society a little bit but as a late late bloomer werewolf i mean there are some things that you just got to be able to do i guess i I know know. and and also it's all pack mentality so yeah 
if you are not part of that pack, then what do you do? I guess you make friends with Wednesday. I guess. Yeah. Well, after the tour, it is time for the Adams family to say their goodbyes. Morticia sends the boys to the car. Pugsley gives Wednesday a hug. <laughs> her version of a goodbye is Pugsley won't make it more than two weeks. And he's like, I'm, I'll miss, I'll you, miss you too. <laughs> So good. Um, and this is where we see a couple, like, I definitely at this point have picked up that, like, the major issue here is between Morticia and Wednesday. Yes. Because Morticia warns her, you know, like, no running away. I've told the whole family the minute you show up at the doorstep, like, to call me. Um, and sometimes, like, you're going to be fine, but sometimes you get in your own way. Mm-hmm. And she's went as far as to make um, an obsidian charm that helps with visions. Yeah. And it has an M, which can also be a W. I thought that was very sweet. I thought so too. And of course, it, typical teenage snark. Um, <laughs> Wednesday is just like, I'm not going to end up like you. I'm not going to be like queen of the black prom or like a housewife. A housewife. Yeah. I'm like Wednesday. Jeez. What <laughs> <laughs> the always appreciated about the Adams family though was like it took like that very well to do well off family and kind of mm-hmm. like it in this you yeah. know like, weird kookiness because they definitely had to pay some people off to get those people to <laughs> not um, <laughs> file first degree attempted murder yeah. charges yeah um and As she you know, first attempted it's just attempted murder like my lawyer brain is like shut up <laughs> <laughs> There's no first attempted murder. Uh, anyway, yeah, oh. <laughs> we'll invent it. <laughs> Morticia leaves uh, Wednesday with a crystal ball so that they can call her next Sunday, which I thought was adorable. It comes in like this huge case. I thought it was. Great. I love that case. Yeah, that would be that would make a great like uh, like geometrical design purse. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Love it. And on the way out, Gomez, the only flash we get to his inventorness is in the car. He flips the switch and out from the bottom of the car comes our good friend, Thing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Thing has seen better days. Thing is, yeah. He, you know, when you were talking about the movie, I don't think the technology is much different other than the no. rendering of the hand. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you know? it, it's not. The technology, even in the um, in the movie, though, is not bad. No. Um, but yeah, the technology doesn't seem much different. It just seems like they've probably got a, a person in a green suit, and yeah, all they do is the hand. yeah, and all they do is like you know use that hand. But uh, I, it's just wild to to see what thing has been through because there's just stitches everywhere and scars. Yeah, and scars. So what's happened thing maybe maybe thing is a clue in the gomez murder mystery Ooh, maybe Ooh. well thing is now officially pledged to wednesday yeah well not yet but yes yeah oh, well, yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. In, yeah. yeah in, the, in this episode yes, yes. so um, we'll, we'll find out what thing knows yeah thing thing knows a thing or two yeah <laughs> Meanwhile, while all this was happening, we did get a glimpse that something weird is happening out there in the woods. Um, a hiker was dropped off and this lady like warns them like, you know, this is right outside Nevermore. He's like, don't worry about it. Turns out he should have been worried. Yeah. Because he ends up like getting completely dismembered. Yeah. Uh, like torn to 
bits. Yeah, like legs, other places, arms, other places, yeah. everything. Um, and we learned through a conversation with the sheriff and a police officer that this is not the only attack like this that has happened recently. So this is something that's been going on for a while. The sheriff wants to tell everyone it's a bear, but he, of course, thinks it has to do with Nevermore. Of course. Of course. This scene a little bit makes me like drives me crazy because um they're standing there in the pouring rain and this dude has a hat on and this <laughs> woman is just getting yeah. devoured just drenched by this rain to a point where it looks uncomfortable for the actress and the fact that they have to endure probably multiple takes of this like yeah. it, it really does seem like you know, are like umbrellas not allowed in the police force? <laughs> or at least get the woman a hat. Get a hat. <laughs> like, what's oh. going on? And everyone knows that, like, you know, like our hair and water, but like, it's just not great. <laughs> it just <laughs> kind of ruins whatever style that you had that day. So, you know, that that part of the scene bothered me. Um, but what can you expect about a scene with police? <laughs> I Yeah, I was like intently listening to see if there is any commentary about the police that was happening. <laughs> we'll have to see how it plays out. Um, it's subtly happening, I think. I think so, for sure. Too. Yep. Back at Nevermore, we've got Wednesday redecorating the room, and this is where she learns it is writing hour. It is time to write, and we are introduced to Miss Thornhill, played by Christina Ricci. I was so excited to see yes. her. Yes. Oh, I love Christina Ricci. Um, she has worked consistently since being in the Adams family as a kid um, because she just has that spark. She's such a great character actress, too. Um, I think a lot of people most recently have seen her in the fantastic show Yellow Jackets mm -hmm. that I'm just anxiously awaiting its return at this point. Um, but yeah, seeing her uh, show up there is all very meta, um, but very cute. I love the detail that she brings Wednesday a Black Dahlia. Right. <laughs> so good. And I was like, oh, that's also my favorite unsolved murder. <laughs> it was very fitting because, of course, you know, she would know Wednesday. It was like a nice little like call. Yeah out call back yeah. um and also you know the fact that she's in this dorm mom role of like being you know perhaps a sus a sus guide through life maybe but, maybe sus. but maybe also an ally we don't know yet right um but she does let the girls know about the rules you go to bed at 10 there's no loud music there's no boys mm -hmm. and if you go to jerica don't be weird uh yeah. so uh, we know <laughs> that really hard when there are rules stated uh they will most definitely be broken <laughs> yes for sure uh maybe even by the people that set the rules maybe All right, then we get to see Wednesday in some action here as she goes into fencing class, like completely dressed in black. Everybody else is in white. <laughs> she is in black, staying true to who she is. Um, and she walks like through the middle. I don't know fencing, so I don't really know what to call it, but like the fencing lane. Like, sure. She like. I, I too have no clue what fencing even 
That's I watch it for the Olympics, people. but I don't I do know. <laughs> I don't know anything else outside of that. I know Perry, Perry, thrust, thrust, Perry. <laughs> so she walks through everyone, and she soon realizes that Bianca, the siren, is like the queen bee here, and someone that you know has just pushed uh, Rowan, who's kind of like the nerd in the situation, mm-hmm. um, down to the ground. And so Wednesday challenges Bianca. Bianca to um, a regular fencing bout, but then turns it into a military challenge <laughs> where the first person who can draw blood wins. Yeah. Surprisingly, Which is just a wild thing for a, a teacher to allow. Right? Yeah. The you know? Like, yeah, go for it. Like, yeah, it, it's up to you, Bianca, <laughs> if you, whether or not you want to draw blood um, in this school. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, uh, which she does. Like, she does. Yeah. She busts Wednesday here. I would have to say, uh, fantastic, you know, aerial, like, situations. That, like, yes. good stunts happening. In really good stunts. Fencing. And I like when they do take their helmets off, though, because you get to see how much these actors have, like, trained to do this. Yes. Uh, yeah. yeah. Jenny Ortega, who I love, um, trained to do quite a few things for this show including playing the cello oh nice uh so after she has you know she gets scratched on the forehead that's the blood that is drawn nothing too major but still enough to go to the nurse and Mm -hmm. this is where she finds out that rowan who is uh bianca's opponent before wednesday uh, sees himself as the outcast of outcasts and um at first i was like oh that's nice like not that's nice but oh you know i felt sympathy and pity for him which should have been a sign for me as a watcher of television yeah, i know it was not, <laughs> it was not. <laughs> i was i was totally shocked uh you know maybe it was just because it was too early in the morning and my <laughs> tv brain hadn't turned on yet but yeah i was totally shocked by w- the later heel turn of this character right? in particular it's always the one it's always the quiet ones as wednesday mm-hmm. says it's always the ones that you medium least suspect yes yes yeah and just as she gets out of the nurse's floor it's not really an office you know it's a like nurses something uh, she, yeah <laughs> walks, walks outside and like a stone gargoyle is pushed over the edge and almost hits her and she but she's saved by someone named xavier thorpe who of course is connected to the adams family of course because everyone in this school is apparently connected to the adams family yeah. uh i love this little story that they tell here because it's not just a situation wherein uh, someone like chivalry takes over and the the guy saves the girl, you know? Yeah, I did like uh, the call out though by, by Wednesday when she said, you were guided by chivalry, you mean the tool of the patriarchy to make yeah. you think that you were <laughs> like, <it's> like <laughs> you tell him Wednesday, you yeah. tell him. When, um, Wednesday's my kind of lady. Yeah. <laughs> And, you know, finds out that uh, Xavier, uh, like, and Wednesday have met before at his godmother's funeral or her godmother's funeral. They played hide and seek in a coffin, obviously. Right. Um, and Wednesday ended up saving him in that situation. So. Yeah. Uh, what a way to save a life. I heard muffled screams. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I thought right? it was your, like, aunt returning from the dead or whatever. <laughs> uh, uh, also, you know, I don't know what kind of funerals they're having. But you don't just get to go there while they cremate a body. 
I mean, not in our universe. Not in our universe. Yeah. Maybe yeah. anyone can just press that red stop button <laughs> in in the Wednesday universe, but uh, that's not how funerals work. <laughs> it's fine. It doesn't matter. It ultimately doesn't Good matter. Good fact check. Good fact check. Thanks. Um, I think this is where after like scenes of lurking in the background... King is finally reunited with uh, Wednesday and she's like, listen, you've got two choices. I'll either lock you in this drawer for the rest of the semester or you can pledge your undying loyalty to me, which means help me escape from this place. Exactly. It's it's pretty wild. (laughs) The things that she threatens to do this poor hand. (laughs) What is the trauma story of thing here? Like, I really do need to know. I need to know more backstory about thing. Is there a Mrs. Thing or another Mr. Thing? Like, well, there's got to wh- be another hand, right? Right. What What happened here? Well, in the movies, wasn't Thing Thing and Uncle Fester were like together, not like together like romantically, but they were. Oh, like, I was paired. like, what movie did you watch? <laughs> it's a different one. <laughs> but um, because I remember Thing did not like Joan Cusack endless again which oh was gosh. like that movie i think i'm gonna so, have to rewatch right i'm now. definitely gonna rewatch <laughs> it um during the watch of this show because that movie so more good. than anything else like cemented my love for the character of wednesday adams and <laughs> i just love joan cusack miss debbie it's <laughs> deborah <laughs> Well, it looks like we're finally going to be able to leave Jericho for a bit. <laughs> Principal it's Wims. It's called and- Jericho. Yeah, uh-huh. it's the home <laughs> of Pilgrim World. Like, it's, of course, first of all, the call to, call to Pilgrims, so great. Uh, yes. The fact that Principal Wims and Wednesday are driving into town in a Toyota Previa, which is a minivan from, like, the 90s. Like, the one time my parents were shopping for minivans, I memorized, like, all of the, all of the different <laughs> types of, of minivans. I was like, what are you doing driving this old Toyota Previa? Uh, but anyway, they're going into town, and uh, Principal Wims is dropping Wednesday off for therapy. Yes. And the therapist is played by Ricky Lindholm, who Mm -hmm. is from Garfunkel and Oates fame and a bunch of other things that you've seen around town. Uh, But yeah, then Wednesday goes to therapy. What did you think about this? I I think that Wednesday has finally kind of met her match in this therapist because uh, this therapist does her homework. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, she's read Wednesday's novels. all three of them picks up on a theme yeah uh it's all about the relationship between uh viper is the name (laughs) viper de la muerte viper of death basically yes uh and her mother um and so yeah that they want to she wants to unpack that in the therapy session and wednesday kind of immediately excuses herself to the powder room Mm -hmm. um and i love the little escape here uh she's like she's just like a little like judo master oh my gosh so she's got thing in her backpack she's like yo thing i need the nail file let me pick pick this window jump out the window slide down the gutter and then just like conveniently walk behind the toyota previa with the principal whims in it who's on the phone phone. not paying attention and she makes who was she talking to on that phone call what what's going on i have so many questions about that woman but on her little escape, she ends up like touching 
the apple man basically and um sees a vision of how he's gonna die warn him yes yeah and again she's like again violently her head goes back like this is like an experience for her um and she's like okay and makes her way over to the coffee shop weather vane where this experience (laughs) has told her she needs a quad over ice Uh uh-huh wow that is a lot of caffeine. I don't think I've ever ordered. I've had cold brew. Cold brew nitro is like the the most extreme caffeine I've gotten, but quad quad over ice I have yet to get into myself. Neither have I. The 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 only time I had cold brew, I felt like I was flying through the air with mm-hmm. the greatest of ease. Like it was That's it was job. Yep. truly a mind altering experience. And I don't understand how anyone gets worked on on it because it just made me want to be really chatty. I was just like, okay, I just now I just want to have a conversation. Well, Latanya, somewhere in between that and drip, I think is where we need to be because drip is for people who hate themselves. Apparently, I agree. (laughs) (laughs) I always wonder, and I I'm sorry. I'm sure there's at least like five people in our audience that is this is gonna um, hit, but like. If you're not making it at home, which is different, I think. I always wonder about the people who just come into a coffee shop and just go straight to the drip coffee. I will just tell you, I achieved my Starbucks gold status on Ooh. tall, <laughs> tall yeah, drip coffee. Because okay. I just was like, it's a dollar something. Let me oh. get up those stars. Let me get up to that status. Yeah. So I had a strategy behind that. That was before they changed <laughs> the point system for the Starbucks people who are listening. This was before the they change. They changed of what... the point system? The when I first got it, you got it was yes. I've I forget what it was. Get but it's way different. too much free stuff. Yes. And your birthday drink would also last you a whole week. And then now it's just on your birthday. I could have a whole podcast about this. But anyway, yeah. that I is I think we might need to. <laughs> coffee and the reason she she can't get this coffee is because the uh, espresso machine is like steaming out the barista's right. like uh you know i can only get you drip because i can't make you an espresso right now and she's like give me the exp- give me the book yeah because <laughs> this is all in italian and of course you can read italian of because course. it is the native language of machiavelli uh-huh. obviously i uh, that is why i would learn it um <laughs> that and the attractive men i also just came up with a uh title for our drip coffee podcast oh what's that called came through dripping <laughs> <laughs> stay tuned folks stay tuned drip drip <laughs> This is where we are introduced to Tyler, the barista. Tyler calls uh, Wednesday the Grim Reaper Barbie. There's, <laughs> there's also like some flirting happening. There's a little bit two. of flirtation going on. Uh, I, I, it apparently is sexy when a woman can fix a thing. I mean, yes, which obviously. is why I'll never be sexy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but yeah, she did fix that like quite easily. And kind of saved the day because he had no idea what the hell he was doing. Yeah. And like later, and I know we'll talk about this, she wins him over completely. She does. 
Yeah. And I think like, and he, but he also has a little bit of an effect on her because she, he says, well, she wants, of course, everyone needs to help Wednesday escape. Right. Right. So he's like, she's like, okay, for payment, will you take me to the train station so that I can get out of here? And he's like, yeah, but you have to wait till after my shift is done. And she's like, well, I'll give you $20. (laughs) I'll give you $40. He's like, one thing you need to know about me is I can't be bought. And so she's like, Ooh, a challenge. Exactly. You're, you're putting here, Mr. Tyler. All yeah. right. All right. Uh, very much a challenge. They do challenge each other. Um, and it's interesting. It's going to be interesting to see the inevitable love triangle that forms between uh, coffee barista guy is what I call him. Yeah. Uh, Tyler. And, uh, yeah. Tyler. And then the guy that saves her from the gargoyle. Xavier. Xavier. Those, yep. are, those are just great names. Uh, like for teenage crushes don't you right think? right really do- really well done tyler galpin uh is, we learn is the, the son, son of the police chief yes sheriff donovan galpin played yes. by jamie mcshane yes who i i was like who is this actor the whole time i was like he looks so familiar and the answer is sons of anarchy and like gone girl i you know the series got a lot of people it did right? yeah there's a lot of people in here yeah well wednesday's enjoying her coffee there are actual pil- pilgrims people like walking around Ugh. this thing like i could not believe it and they're like uh we work at pilgrim world <laughs> and she's like it takes a certain kind of stupid to create a theme park devoted to zealots responsible for genocide yes and then this black guy says my dad my dad owns Pilgrim World. Pilgrim World. and i'm like are you in what universe is this yeah thing? what are you saying about this what? this is ridiculous your dad does not own pilgrim world are you joking but that whole interaction was very interesting to me and of course wednesday has to turn it into a fight they end up getting into a oh, fight yeah and I she mean, takes them more, down. It's, it's not even a fight. It's more just like watching three guys get their asses handed to them by a ninety-pound teenager. Yes, uh, it's it's pretty fantastic. Um, I, it's great that she learned so much martial arts from her uncle, <laughs> who was held was a prisoner in a, in a monastery. monastery. I'm I'm assuming this is Fester, right? Like this it has, has to be. be. Yeah, we haven't uh, met any other Adam's uncle. This is so true. It has to be Fester. It's true. Uh, and this is where Ty. Okay, so the the fight is happening. Principal Weems comes in to collect um to collect Wednesday, and this is where Tyler's dad, who's also there as the sheriff, is like, "Hey, wait a minute, are you an Adams? Because right. your dad should totally behind be behind bars for murder." And she's like, "Wait, what? What now?" Yeah, so. that is a shocking reveal uh, to get when you are a child. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, anytime, really. I mean, yeah. unless you like really know what dad's up to, I, I assume I would hope that would be a shock for most people <laughs> if they had news had to hear that news so. at some point. Um, but that that does add like another. So we got the monster and right. in the woods, and we got uh, you know is Gomez a murderer happening? Right. And we got um, Gomez's file that we still haven't gotten to see. Yeah, there's some mysteries happening. There's going to be a murder board. Murder <laughs> board. Murder board. <laughs> 
<laughs> we get back in the Toyota Previa and uh, go back to <laughs> Nevermore. And, uh, you know, Principal Weems has, you know, some advice for her. She says, you know, stop making enemies, start making friends, which right. is, you know, like a thing. And they pass Apple Guy and Wednesday knows what's happened because she saw in the villa in the in her vision. Yeah. And that was disturbing. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah, because it was like a major next situation happening. Huge next situation going on. Just really disturbing. Yeah. Yeah. And so Wednesday's had a day and she goes home and she Mm -hmm. decides to play Painted Black on the cello. Amazing. Uh, It was so good. I was so happy when (laughs) I was like, (laughs) yes, play Painted Black on the cello. Do it. Or as Enid calls it, the oversized violin. The oversized (laughs) violin. Oh, that Enid is a card. <laughs> she is. We get this like nice little montage while the song is going. Like all of these people are like thinking about Wednesday or in like connected to Wednesday at some right. point while she's playing this. Uh, at the end of her little solo, she she real she's like, "There's something wrong about this place, and it's not just because it's a school." <laughs> It, there is something just off about the whole vibe a little of the bit. place. Yeah. Um, and I, I, that's not just me talking, to, you know, and siding with Wednesday here. It's just there, there does, in addition to the massive monster and the fact that all of the students there have some form of super, supernatural power, there's something else creepy in the underbelly of this place i mean i think it's weird that there's one room for two one room that's that big for those two girls i know like what happened there? like that is not how even college dorm rooms right? are but i you know you're going to a boarding school in new england right is where they are i mean yes but like hogwarts even had more kids in their rooms that's all i'm yeah this is like I'm... this is very much a hogwarts situation that we have going on here. yeah yeah. Uh, we also find out this is where Enid comes and tells Wednesday that, you know, like, because there's a full moon and they hear all of the other werewolves wolfing out and mm-hmm. Enid cannot join in because she's a, a late bloomer, which means if she never yeah. fully blooms, she'll become a lone wolf, That's which is so sad. sad. But Wednesday empathetically says, we all die alone, Enid. <laughs> <laughs> like... This is like uh 100% what my dad would tell me. <laughs> we all die alone, Marissa. Like You're get over not it. Not wrong, but like, like can I have a little like sympathy maybe yeah. about anything ever? Thank no. you. And this, and <laughs> no. Enid, Enid asks one day, you know, like, hey, when was the last time you cried? Because Enid's crying at this point. And right. we learn that Wednesday has cried once in her life. When she was six years old, after Halloween, she was ambushed by bullies when she was Ugh. taking her best scorpion out, Nero, and they ran him over. I know. So the idea of having a pet scorpion aside. <laughs> on a leash. On a leash. Going for a walk. Like a literal freak on a leash. Um, <laughs> going for a walk. It's like people who walk cats. Um uh, have you seen the the video um, that floated flo- has been floating around Twitter of the man who walks his duck? Uh, no, but I do I do know someone who has a duck and walks their duck. Really? Wow. Yes. Oof. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I'm from the suburbs, Latin. Okay, it makes sense. It really like uh, yeah, suburbia is wild. Um, American idiot was right. <laughs> um, 
So basically, I am terrified of anything creepy crawly. And uh, the idea of having a ginormous scorpion that's big enough to put a leash on is terrifying to me. But it's just so cruel for those kids to literally kill her pet. Yeah. And like, she says, it was snowing the day I was able to bury what was left of him. Yeah. And like, she, that's when she realized like tears don't fix anything. So she vowed never to do it again, which is something, uh, if you have thought can be unpacked in therapy. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) So I'm excited that she is going to, I am, I'm glad that she's going to therapy and I'm glad it seems like Ricky Lundholm's character is she's rather highly billed. Mm -hmm. So she's going to be, we're going to be seeing a lot of her and it's just great to unpack trauma uh, in therapy. I love it. I know (laughs) that you're a fan of trauma. Uh, always not really and always like, will be nope trauma lover uh noted trauma lover i mean it's <laughs> one thing us all together as humans yes, that's very true <laughs> uh that and our love of walking our scorpion on a fine monday morning <laughs> <laughs> so uh, they had a little bonding moment you know on wednesday um and this is where you know you know it's like it's okay that you cried i still think you're weird as shit though yeah (laughs) being real being real you did and this is where Wednesday's like hey if you want your room back just teach me how to use your computer and i'm like what are you what are you up to yeah well turns out (laughs) she's up to to uh talking with tyler so thing like Mm -hmm. climbs up and finds his way up into tyler's room how scary would this be latonya like if you had like my god like I would lose it. I would absolutely lose it. Like the mere idea of something like that showing up at my window, like knocking on your window. Yeah. I, I, that I would have just run. I would have run away as quickly as I could. And I, and I get that it's a, it's thing. So he could probably chase you down, but like, you have to think how fast could a hand really run? You don't know. You don't know. It's a hand. I've never uh, encountered a hand. No. <laughs> I've never encountered a hand, Your Honor. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what that's like. Especially like a creepy Frankenstein hand. Right? Right? Yeah. Like, and he's just like, sit down. Sit down. Yeah. yeah, it's like doing his little like sign language Morse code communication right. situation. Yeah. And Tyler's like, okay, I'm taking orders from a hand now. All right. right? And that's when, what happens when you let Wednesday Adams into your life. Yeah, thing <laughs> opens up its palm and it says, call me, phone number, it's Wednesday. <laughs> <laughs> Which I thought was great. So um, when, when they, when, what she really meant though was FaceTime me basically because right. she gets on a, a video call. At this point, uh, Tyler has called Thing a pet to which uh, Thing had its own response to because was not happy about it <laughs> did not like it did no. not like it uh and this is where Wednesday is trying to convince Tyler to help her escape yet again there's this thing called the harvest festival mm. and maybe they can meet up there and Tyler can drive her to the to the train station and we kind of learn here too that Tyler wishes he could go with Wednesday he, he wants does. to escape as well yeah uh it's you know if I lived in a town where Pilgrim World 
was a thing. I cannot wait because my historical thesis for everything in America is blame it on the Puritans. So I cannot wait to see some of this unravel at Pilgrim World. She's totally like, that's the thing that you have to think of. It's just like, what kind of programming do you think they put on at Pilgrim World? Like, are are the rides just like, uh, you know, and games just like, who can throw a smallpox blanket on like, this native person the fastest? Like, what what are you doing at Pilgrim World, sir? I I hope uh, there's some honest conversations with that. As much as one can. I can, can only imagine that there seven. has to be, given what we've seen of Wednesday in the second movie, like, one of the reasons why that is one of my favorite movies from growing up. Yes. Yeah. I know when I first saw the sign for Jericho, I said, uh, get your matches ready because yeah, this is happening. Yeah. Um, so Tyler agrees to help her at the Harvest Festival. The uh, Harvest Festival is like any other fall festival carnival situation. Um, Enid and Wednesday are there with the watching eyes of Principal Weems. Mm-hmm. Um, and Enid asks Wednesday, you know, are you sure you can trust this guy? Which I thought was so cute. Like, oh my gosh, now you're friends. And Wednesday's like, uh, I trust that I can handle myself. Wa-bam. Like, right. Yeah. And we've seen that happen before. But I, no one ever expects A, the Spanish Inquisition. Yeah, I was just the Spanish Inquisition. Or B the oh you have superpowers and you can make me float and like right? bang me against a tree that phrasing uh <laughs> hold me up against a hold tree hold me up against a tree yeah there we go that's better <laughs> uh we also learn at the harvest festival wednesday's really good at darts which i just picked up in case we need to know later um but this is where she meets up with tyler tyler actually has done some research on his own and has gomez's police file and gives that to wednesday and it's like mm-hmm. hey before we escape out of here i wanted to give you this and that's when some goons show up so of course we have to run through the crowd as one does when yep. trying to escape goons. And this tired goons this is where we run into rowan you know asthmatic glasses wearing rowan just then up and like you said throws her up against the tree and not in a good way and not in a good way it's like high up there like mm-hmm. high high up there the and it's all alone could have killed her yeah it turns out that rowan believes because his mom told him because she's a big seer Uh that wednesday is going to come to nevermore and when she does you have to kill her otherwise she will destroy the school and everyone in it so what choice does rowan have here right many (laughs) (laughs) right like that's what he had to he just had to do he had my mom was a powerful seer okay cool don't murder me though thanks well (laughs) that like she did not get murdered thankfully but he kind of got the the you know she had once they had seen a vision of rowan before where there was a raven attacking rowan in the the pentagon quad yeah uh, um and so she was like going to warn him that's why she was like run it that's how they actually became in the same proximity of each other during the, the harvest festival mm-hmm. um but it turns out that that's not how rowan goes i don't know if he's dead i'm assuming he's dead he looked pretty he dead. looked dead but um we didn't see like a body bag or anything. Right. Yeah. Um, he looks pretty dead. I, I feel for Wednesday because, you know, she's like the sole person at the scene of the crime other than this monster. Um, and, you know, she there's already the stigma against her and anyone else that goes to that school. 
So, yeah, I'm interested in finding out who this monster is and yeah, then what like kind a, of monster is it? It's like a straight up monster. Yeah. Like, it, it it was hairy, but also like golem facey. At first, I thought it was Enid. I was like, did right. Enid finally bloom? Right. <laughs> she has come <laughs> to uh come to save wednesday right but like i don't know it could be but that was like some vicious work by that monster yeah that was horrifying that was not rainbows and sparkly nails no <laughs> at least the prank all over the place no it was not um and wednesday it takes a lot to take wednesday off guard you know um and she was like straight up shocked by everything that was happening so yeah i'm i'm interested in learning all about this i'm sure that we'll learn a lot more but i would like to know more immediately now (laughs) (laughs) well as soon as this pot is done we can start the second that's true (laughs) (laughs) which brings us to the last scene of the this of this episode uh she's back at school she's getting her little crystal ball call from the family and (laughs) They're like, so how was the first week of school? And she's reviewing like all of the things that have happened. Um, you know, like she almost died. Someone thinks I'm going to blow up the school, like all of these things. But she ends up just telling them, you know what, mom, I think you're right. I think I'm going to love it here. I think I'm going to like it here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> it would have become a musical if it weren't Wednesday. <laughs> I, was there an Adams Family musical? I... There might have been. I don't know if there was. that. That's from Annie. I know that is. But um, no, in 2010, there was an Adams Family musical with Nathan Lane at B.B. Newirth in it. What? Yeah. Like, this. I'm telling you, this family Nathan has been Lane, everywhere. Nathan Lane's um, filmography slash, like, you know, the plays that he's Broadwayography. His CV is ridiculous. His ography. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Nathan Lane's ography. Uh, a new series by <laughs> Latanya Starks and Marissa Carson, <laughs> followed quickly by "Came Through Dripping." <laughs> drip, drip, drip. Oh <laughs> uh, well, I'll tell you one thing. I think I am gonna love it here on this pod. Uh, yeah, Latanya. Anything else from this episode that we didn't cover, or things you're looking forward to that you have yet to mention? I'm very excited about podcasting with you again. Oh, thank you. Uh, I had such a fun time with the bear. Much different. Um, this vibe is much yeah. different. <laughs> Can you imagine Wednesday in that kitchen? I mean, I th- thing would be a great help. Oh, totally. Yeah, yeah, but I would also love to see Richie at Nevermore. Exactly. <laughs> he would fit in so well. Uh, <laughs> uh, so yeah, um, I'm looking forward to because they did the little like this season on after yeah 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 before the credits. I'm looking forward to obviously finding out the central mystery, uh, the murder board, and what it's all about. These other victims, um, in addition to the camper that we saw this time, and it was interesting. I, I was wondering if the camper was a vampire because when the camper poured their beverage uh, from the thermos, it was very red. Yeah, I I didn't know if that was like his blood or blood from the thermos. Right. Me either. Um so yeah, um I'm interested in all that, getting to know these characters more, the inevitable team up that happens between uh Wednesday and Bianca. Is that her name's Bianca, right? 
think so. Let me scroll back. Up. Bri- Brianna? <laughs> Bianca. Yeah. Bianca. Okay. Um, Bianca Barclay. That's a great name. Yeah. It seems like Bianca Barclay would totally go to boarding school. Yeah, for sure. Um, and yeah, I ju- I'm just like, I'm loving the vibes, you know, like I, I'm happy to have a spooky season all year round. As mm-hmm. you know about me, I love Halloween and all things like super ma- supernatural. So I'm just excited to see what all is going to happen and just how uh, visually stunning the show is going to be. Because even from what we've seen so far, with the exception maybe of the rendering of the monster's face, everything has been great so, yeah i mean what are you looking forward to i think this episode totally set us up for a lot so i'm looking forward to seeing it all come together like is the monster connected to the murder right is you know what what is gomez does gomez have something more like looking for more from his performance but just like more to his story behind right. that um and what does you know what's between morticia and pr- principal um Weems, like what's going on there uh i would like to see you know tyler kind of maybe like be a muggle and come to nevermore (laughs) um i you know there's a lot of potential here i am enjoying like the depth of character that we're getting Mm -hmm. to wednesday i think you know if you're gonna pick a character from the adams family to give us wednesday is definitely the right choice and i'm really enjoying kind of getting to spend some time with her and yeah see you know what's in her head around this time i imagine if the show is called pugsley (laughs) i mean that's probably like a saturday morning cartoon special but yeah yeah Yeah. good point (laughs) (laughs) well we will be back here in this feed uh in about two days time where we'll we'll take on episode two like i said we're doing this episode by episode there's eight total episodes two weeks so we'll be here for with you for like the next month or so so or if you're saving these all till the end of the binge you just find us one right after another um but outside of this podcast feed latanya where can people find other things you're working on well, very soon they're going to find both of us on nothing but Netflix. I know. With Rob Sestranino and Chappelle. What do you think we're talking about? I don't know. I It's on a Sunday, so it couldn't be Wednesday. It is Wednesday. <laughs> uh, we're going to be talking all about Wednesday. Uh, the first couple episodes, I think, and just kind of chopping it up with those two. It's going to be a lot of fun. So please tune into that. Um, you can uh, find me on the aforementioned Shit 90 Shows Taught Me uh, podcast where we discussed um, the Adams Family and it, that. <laughs> and it all just tied in very well with what we're doing here. Just a lot of great cross promotion happening for this podcast. We appreciate all yeah. of the support. Um, you can catch me on um, the final and or podcast you're not doing an and or and or episode and or not the final (laughs) it's really not the final podcast but yeah i can't can't ruin too much about it i'll be talking about Andor for a bit um and other star wars related things that are coming up um and at some point in the near future uh, very recently i just recorded um episode one of season five of the crown with grace filling in for shannon gus Uh, And then Sarah Ferguson and I, the Duchess herself, covered uh, the entire season of The Crown 
a nice little like two hour podcast for you if you've already binged because we binged mm. twice uh, to do that podcast. <laughs> um, and I will be coming back onto the show, the episodic show with Grace and uh, oh, this is bad. <laughs> Shannon, Shannon does. thank yeah. you. With Grace and Shannon, where we're going to be discussing um, the season as a whole and Ooh. you know what we liked what we didn't like spoiler alert there is a lot more that i did not like about this season this is the worst season yeah. of the crown in my humble opinion and they had so much to work with but that's not what this podcast is about <laughs> um you can find me for the time being uh still on twitter um at lk starks because i've always been interested in watching a regime fall <laughs> and i've never gotten the opportunity to do so until now um you can also find me on instagram at stormborn 1222 and i'm likely going to reactivate my uh tumblr as well Ooh. and get some writing done and, and put some stuff up so when i do that i'll be sure to let you know what awesome. are you up to well i am hanging out nevermore with you mm -hmm. uh for the next couple weeks and also um talking about the big questions behind media and pedia on yeah. media pedia uh <laughs> that comes out every other week mostly talking about pedia Ma yeah ma mainly about the pedia um that is a patron only podcast that you can get if you join us as a Posho Recaps patron, which you can do so at poshorecaps.com slash patron or patreon.com slash Posho Recaps. We make it really easy. At any level, you'll get access to our exclusive podcast. There's Mediapedia and there's also um, Hue, uh, the <laughs> Doctor Who podcast <laughs> happening on that feed as well. So if you're into that, we invite you to join us over there. Um, Such I, a Kevin and Melissa title. Yes. I love it so much. <laughs> and um, I got some other things coming up. So if you're interested in that, you can catch me on Twitter as long as it's there at Mars Bars, M-A-R-Z-B-R-S. And I'll probably end up on Tumblr again, too. I don't yeah, know. We but... all are. <laughs> Maybe we'll join the Hive. I've seen a lot of people yeah. head into the Hive. I don't know anything about it, but... We'll see. You know, but we'll see. For uh, pending announcements, Twitter is probably where I will tell you where that will be. Drip, drip. <laughs> but until then, <laughs> we'll catch you on the next one. Until then, stay spooky. Stay spooky.